Hi, I'm Sean Pratt. Welcome to the VoiceOver Insider Podcast, where we discuss all things to help you build your voiceover momentum. Today's host is Gary McFadden. Gary, what's the topic of the day? Hey, Sean. Today I'm talking with Michael Kostra. He's enjoyed an acting career spanning some 40 years. If you watch television, I can almost guarantee you that you would recognize Michael. He's had roles on Boston Legal, The King of Queens, ER, The Good Wife, Law and Order Special Victims Unit, Billions, and perhaps is best known for his role of Maury Levy in The Wire. I like to think of his average character as the quintessential frustrated prosecuting attorney who never wins a case against the star of the show. But then he flips around and becomes the best, if somewhat sleazy, criminal lawyer you've ever seen. Again, going back to Maury Levy on The Wire. Michael, thanks very much for joining us today on the VoiceOver Insider podcast. Oh, it, it's a pleasure. When you said 40 years, I suddenly felt so old. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you don't look a day over 30. <laughs> God bless you. So, as an actor, I assume that you regularly take part in auditions, which is an activity our podcast audience of voice talent is well acquainted with. Mm. About a dozen years ago, you created an in-person course called Audition Psych 101, which you more recently released as an online course. Can you share the genesis for creating Audition Psych 101? Sure. You know, it's it's interesting, uh, I think, because of the fact that I'm on TV a lot, uh, many actors think that I know longer audition, which is which couldn't be further from the truth. I'm still in the trenches, as I say. And uh, while I do get the occasional straight offer, uh, I, I'm mostly auditioning. Um, yeah, it's it's um, audition psych 101 was the result of a lifelong journey of mine that started with being really, really, really challenged um, when it came to auditioning. Hmm. Uh, like a lot of actors, I don't have the highest self-esteem. I can be shy. I think it's very easy um, when auditioning to feel like maybe you, you're not good enough or you don't belong there. I had that in spades. Wow. I had a very, very difficult time, which is one of the reasons that my career didn't really start um, I didn't start working with any frequency until I was maybe in my late 30s, early 40s. Okay. Uh, and part of that had to do with just, I just had a devil of a time with this. Um, I never set out to design this course. What I set out to do was manage my anxieties and sort of piece together what was freaking me out about auditioning and see if I could use my logical brain to kind of pull it apart and dismantle some of the things that were, were not not talking myself into anything upbeat, but go, but realizing that some of my fears were connected to faulty logic. That sounds very intellectual. But anyway, the, the upshot is I have a friend who teaches acting and she asked me to come teach a class. And I said, well, I don't know what I would teach. And she said, she said, dummy, every time I have an audition, you tell me something that makes me just breathe a sigh of relief and makes me look forward to it. I said, really? She said, yes. Did you not know that? I said, no. She goes, write it down. And I, I protested. I said, it's not enough for a class. And she said, write it down. She made me do it. I was terrified. And so I went in with trembling note cards and turned out to be a four-hour class, after which the, class, the students came up to me and said, this just changed my entire view of auditioning, my entire career. Hmm. And, um, and I thought, well, I guess I, I guess I need to teach this because this class didn't exist when I was coming up. And I really needed it. 
And um, so it, it turns out that a, a lot of the difficulties that we face as actors auditioning have to do with how we frame them in our brain. And I, I always hasten to add, I'm not a positive thinker. I don't believe in talking myself into something that's not true mm -hmm. um, or any kind of magic. I'm just not that kind of guy. I'm not a magical thinker. Okay. I am a great believer in, in logic, reality, and kind of sort, sorting things out. So mm. um, I, I hope I'm not being too long-winded, but it's been, a, it's been you know, it, it's become a big part of my life, this class, uh, uh -huh. because the opportunity to help other actors not go through the, the, the agony and torture that I went through when, around auditioning has been um, just a great privilege. Well, Audition Psychs divided into, I think, 22 uh, short video segments, and as you said, runs about four hours in length, then that suggests that there is a, uh, there's plenty to talk about when addressing the psychology of auditioning. So much. Yeah, and you know, part of what my class does is to, is to sort of slow-mo this whole process and go, okay, what are we thinking here, and does that line up, and here's another way to think about it that's more accurate. And... Um, you know, we, we, we created this online course primarily because I was getting asked to come teach the live course in places that I would never get to. I've had invitations from all over the world. And I, I wanted to make it an online course so it would be available to actors everywhere and at every level. Um, and so now it, yeah, it exists as an online course and it's, it's, it isn't just the four-hour class. It's worksheets and it's uh, other other goodies and additions and there's even an update uh, for for self-taping which is what a lot of us are doing now right um, and I I'm so happy that it's available to anyone who wants it at this point yeah that, that I was very excited to find it because um, you've you've uh, taught uh, primarily in large large markets I think for the yes. uh, for your in in-person course and uh, I didn't think I was ever going to get a chance to uh, to uh, take it, so I was I was excited to see it come up as an online course. Well, the other thing that's interesting is you you know I'm, I'm a talkative guy, and there's a lot in this class, so I find that people want to take it again and again and again, and so, so there's people who would, who'd come to it every time I'd come into town, and now with the online online course, people can can go through it as many times as they want. They own it for life. Uh huh. Yeah. Now, you go beyond uh, talking about the relationship of the talent to the audition, and you, you bring in other people who are involved, uh, especially casting directors. I have to admit that I never really thought about casting directors as being people, uh, <laughs> often working as, as freelancers themselves, who are facing the sorts, same sorts of challenges that I'm facing. Uh, I want to have the job. I want, I want to win this audition. I want to please uh, them. Uh, and yet, they're out there having to please their own boss and uh and they've got the they've got the challenges um that's that was a real uh a mindset change for me in taking the course yeah I, I find i hear this from a lot of actors uh because we do get so intensely focused on what we want which is to book a job or to you know to get a break or to be be liked or be seen and um it's actually really helpful to get outside of yourself and realize that the whole reason that they hold auditions is not for the benefit of the actors. It's for the benefit of the production. They need to find their cast. And it's helped me to realize that if I'm not the right choice, then I, I, they shouldn't pick me. They should pick somebody else who's the right choice for them. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I also find it helpful 
it's actually reduced my anxiety by a lot uh, to get to know more about what casting people do. I've actually, I, I've worked in a casting office, which I think everyone should do at some point or work as a reader or something that puts you on the other side because you, you start to realize that I'm friends with a number of casting directors and the pressures that they're under. Um, you know, sometimes the director doesn't agree with the writer and the writer doesn't agree with the producer and the casting person is stuck in the middle and they've got to bring in choices that sort of please everyone. So they've got their own worries without taking on ours. And that's actually calmed me down a lot. Um, I think you can see how that would be it, just to get that perspective and, uh, and sort of take us off of our crazy death grip on our own careers. <laughs> <laughs> there there are a lot of courses and webinars, some very good ones, that talk about the techniques and the tips for preparing and uh, presenting auditions. But in your course, you focus a lot more on, uh, 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 you go away from the performance prep, and you, mm -hmm. you talk about the psychology of auditioning. Why did you think that's, that psychology and what's going on in your mind was such an important factor to raise in the course? God, there are so many answers to that really good question. Um, one is, I, I like my teaching to fill a, a gap. There are plenty of, of classes on audition technique, how to break down the script, uh, you know, how, a branding, all these other things in and around it. But I, what I needed most when I was a younger actor, uh, actually, actually every age, it was to talk about what was going on in my brain and causing me to not not have a good time and not do my best. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is more has more to do with the with the crazy stuff in our heads than any actual reality of of, of the casting process. It's it's you know and I've because I teach and I coach and I've now worked with thousands and thousands of actors. I really see the pattern. I see the commonality and the the universality of this kind of self-created anxiety that doesn't actually have anything to do with what's really going on. And you could be a brilliant actor and just sync your own auditions. I, I want to clarify that. When I say sync, I mean ruin the experience for yourself. Okay. I'm of the passionate belief that we have m much less control over, the, over whether or not we get cast than we'd like to think. Um, the psychological side of the process is, I think, where actors get tripped up the most. I think um, more than talent, more than preparation, more than training, um, we get in our own way by the, because of our faulty ideas about auditioning and also our own psychological stuff like self-esteem and, uh, and um, the imposter syndrome and all this stuff that we go through. So... Treating that, I think, is crucial for actors, and I think it's something that's really neglected a lot. Um, I also like to make the point that since they don't always cast the best actor or the most prepared actor, <laughs> you know, sometimes you watch TV and you're thinking, how did that person get cast? It, it is not a science. So um, putting the pressure on ourselves to be the very, the very best choice or the very most right choice is, is less productive than trying to work with ourselves to enjoy the process more since that is usually the entire experience we usually don't go beyond the first audition so i want to enjoy that opportunity while i have it mm -hmm. now a lot of advice on auditioning seems to fall around something you alluded to earlier which is the notion of think positive 
uh, imagine that you've already won the part before you even do the audition. What's your take on the whole positive thinking approach when it comes to auditioning, the whole manifestation and the secret and <laughs> repeat you. these affirmations 20 times approach? Look, I, I'm, I'm going to, to, to probably get on someone's wrong side by saying this, but I think that is not a practical or practicable approach to auditioning. It's neither practical nor practicable. Here's why. I, I believe that um, we can work on things that we want to change about ourselves, things that we have control over. But I don't think you can manifest someone else's decision. Um, that's like imagining that you can brainwash somebody into falling in love with you, uh -huh. or that you can, you know, that you can um, create a job opening that doesn't exist. It, 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 it's this is where it gets a little little wacky and magical to me and I, I i think it's i think actors are doing themselves a great disservice because what happens is they try to manifest a job and if the job doesn't happen now they have to back justify they either have to tell themselves well i didn't do it right i didn't manifest correctly right or um they can conveniently say well then it must not be my turn it must not be meant for me well or maybe you, it's a much simpler answer which is you just didn't get picked um i feel like auditioning is hard enough without trying to figure out the magic potion for becoming the choice. And I just, I think it's, I think it's silly to be honest. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm not, I'm not a positive thinker. I'm not a create your own reality. I'm not a speak it into existence kind of person. I'm a New Yorker, <laughs> you know, uh, I always say New Yorkers, we, we, we just want you to give it to us straight so we can make the best of it once we know what the facts are. <laughs> Well, swing Okay, so swinging from the uh, positive thinking and and uh, and uh, uh, affirmations side of things, swinging over to the other end of the spectrum, the mantra in your course uh, seems to be, and you can correct on me, correct me on this, you're not getting the fucking job. Yeah, it's a dose of reality. If there are 100 people who just sent in auditions for the same bank ad voiceover, 99 people aren't going to get that job. It's just the math. Correct. Uh, if the most common outcome from doing an audition is that you don't get chosen, then what, as you see it, is the point of auditioning? Ah, it's a great question. That is uh, not only my mantra in my class, but my mantra in my career. I will just point out that my career is going pretty well. I work a lot. And when I say I'm not getting the fucking job, it's not because I'm down on myself or I don't think I'm good or I don't think I deserve success or anything else. It is, as you say, it is math. I'm just going to repeat something you said. The least likely outcome of an audition is a job. And so we get obsessively focused on trying to make the least likely thing happen, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that is a, a lot of energy put out in, uh, for, for very little return. So you said, what's the point of auditioning? Um, so the point of auditioning, first of all, it's what actors do. We should like auditioning because we get to act. And that's what, that's what we do in this profession. It's like if you're a bartender, you, you mix drinks. So why wouldn't you audition? Um, it also is the only way to create even the possibility of getting employment as an actor, which, although it is not the norm, does happen from time to time. So I am basically planting seeds, most of which will not blossom, but some will. And I don't, I don't know which ones will. I don't know when. I can't control which ones blossom. Uh -huh. And it's somebody else's choice. So 
I want to just keep throwing those seeds out there, understanding that that is, that's the pattern. That's the, that's, that's the arrangement that we scatter a bunch of seeds and one will bloom uh, when we least expect it or when we don't know it. So, uh, and I say that because, partially because, you know, the, the roles that I book are not always the roles that I feel I've done well at, you know, in the audition process. Uh-huh. It's certainly not anything I can, I can control. So I think a, a big release of anxiety for my students is realizing okay. I, I am not obligated to become the choice to talk somebody into casting me mm-hmm. or to or to figure out what they want and be that. Okay. I just got to keep plying my trade. Just keep showing up and playing roles and let someone decide if, uh, you know, if I'm some, from time to time I'm going to be the choice. I don't know when. Um, and then I think that takes our attention off of trying to control that. I, I don't know if I've explained that well, but I, I hope it makes some sense. No, if we if we uh, if we try to control the process too much, we 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 get nervous, right. and and I guess we end up ruining uh, the the thing that we were going to get, which was uh, getting to act. Yes, and and by trying to make trying to make it a result of, of something else. Correct. Another way of looking at it, and I think this is a career philosophy as well: enjoy what you do have rather than bemoaning what you don't have. I have had success in much of my career. There are other areas of my career where I have not had success. I can either choose to celebrate what's going well and what's happening, or I can obsess over what's not happening. So if all I have is an audition and I don't have a job, I want to enjoy that moment because, you know, that's that's what I have at the moment. And there are there are auditions I've had that did not lead to jobs that I enjoyed so much that I'd go back and do them again knowing I wasn't going to get the part. Uh-huh. You know? Right in your course you used a metaphor of an actor uh being a peddler in a grimm's brothers story yeah, uh, right. the english village right. the thatched roofs you're pushing your little cart around uh, i love that yes i'll tell you i'll tell you the new metaphor that i came up with for my students is just this last week i said you're already on the cruise ship you've chosen the life of an actor you've got the name tag you've been invited to the corporate meetings you're on the cruise ship and then once in a while, they come around with cocktails, and then it's even better. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to sit on a cruise ship where, where you know, the appetizers have not come around yet. <laughs> Michael, I understand you have a new course coming out in the near future. It's actually free. Yes, I, I like to put out content that helps actors. So um, uh, this week, and I don't know what day this is going to be airing, but uh, beginning on January 3rd, uh, I'm going to be putting out a, a, a free three-part video series called Audition Myths, Tough Truths, and Logic. Okay. I think actors have a lot of different kinds of information coming at them about auditions, auditioning, uh, some more reliable than others, some, I think, more more true than others. And I've been, uh, frankly, a little bothered by some of the faulty information that comes out. And so I, I'm putting out this three-video series um, to sort of dismantle some of the mythologies so it's called audition myths tough truths and logic it'll they'll be coming they'll be coming out one at a time all through this week um and then shortly thereafter um i will be opening registration for my online course it's only uh, registration is only open once a year uh-huh if people f- sign up for the free course they'll be notified i understand you're also going to put a link below i will to let people know about that um and the reason why why you want to sign up for the course during the uh, open registration period is that it's 
less expensive, and comes with all kinds of bonuses. But you'll be learning about all of that if you uh, take the free course. Michael Kostroff, thanks so much for joining us today on the VoiceOver Insider podcast. It's really a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And here's a quick update. I just received the dates that Michael Kostroff will release each of his three free lessons that he mentioned during our interview. In these three lessons, titled Audition Myths, Tough Truths, and Logic, Michael will be debunking some of the most common myths and misinformation about the audition process. You're definitely going to want to tune in to each of these three free videos. The first lesson will be released on Monday, January 3rd. The second lesson will be released on Wednesday, January 5th. And the third lesson will be released on Friday, January 7th. Here's a single link that will work for all three lessons as they're released https colon forward slash forward slash voiceoverpodcasts.com forward slash Kostroff. Again, that's our Voiceover Insider podcast website, https colon forward slash forward slash voiceoverpodcasts.com forward slash Kostroff. And that's spelled K O S. T-R-O-F-F. I'll put that link on the show notes page as well if you didn't have a chance to copy it down. If you enjoyed today's interview, don't miss Michael's lessons between January 3rd and January 7th. And a belated Happy New Year from all of us here at the VoiceOver Insider Podcast. I hope you found that information helpful and enjoyable. If you would like a free strategy session with Julie Williams to talk about your VO career, just email julie at voice-overs.com and we'll get you on the schedule. If you'd like to train in nonfiction audiobook narration, I'd be happy to work with you. Email Pratt at comcast.net. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll catch you next week on a brand new episode of the VoiceOver Insider Podcast.